Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, say, see. If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews Monica Show. Matthew Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. I got a question for you. I asked my Twitter followers of some 31,000 folks whether or not they, in the era of Black Lives Matter and realizing how many closet black lives matter and not so closet black lives matter folks there are in your businesses your churches your medical centers your legal field your you know your profession uh your office uh how many of you are now slightly leery if you are of the caucasian um ethnicity notice i didn't say race because there's only one of those um how many of you feel um a little bit more guarded about your decisions to do business or to engage um, in a professional manner or even personal manner. I mean, how many of you are choosing physicians based on someone's potential belief system uh, based on their skin color? I'm curious. I love my followers. They're always very candid and honest. I asked for honesty. I'm going to ask you the same thing. You're welcome to sound off on my open mic feature on my website. I would love to hear from you. Uh, no judgment here. I'm curious. Um, also, the second part to that question is, do you believe that due process is possible if you are white in the era of Black Lives Matter? Um, and, and again, this isn't necessarily um, skin color uh, contingent as much as it is a belief system, right? So if you are of the liberal persuasion uh, or and or black and you subscribe to the Black Lives Matter dogma, um, I'm going to say that a lot of people who were honest on my thread, um, said that, yes, it is a determining factor unless you live in small town USA where it is not something that you have to contend with. I want you to understand something. Those of us who do not live in small town USA and live in urban centers and metropolitan areas, this is something we are absolutely being forced to contend with. I live in the city of Atlanta. My mayor is currently under fire. Um, not sure how bad you have to be for the NAACP to come after you as a black female mayor, but that's happened in the past week um, against Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is uh, who has been vetted for the vice president uh, seat uh, on the ticket with Joe Biden. Don't think that'll happen now. ABC, even uh, as recent as today, putting out, I guess what you could call a hit piece on Mayor Bottoms. Um, and her alliance and, and allegiance and strange bedfellows that assisted her in getting to where she is today. Um, several of her opponents will tell you that she would have never become the mayor of Atlanta without 
the signature of our former mayor, who is now currently under federal investigation for a myriad of corruption issues within his regime. Um, now, this monarchy faces the same scrutiny and criticism um, and suspicion. There's just a cloud that, that hangs over the mayor. You'll also remember that she was heralded as America's sweetheart, as black female mayors go, just a few short weeks ago when the riots began. Um, telling everyone to go home as a concerned mother, the only problem with that is that she also, in that same news conference, um, admitted that she knew that the riots were coming a day before they got here, told our governor and National Guard to stand down and allowed things to unfold in the manner in which they did. If you're asking why this is happening in your cities, why BLM is on the rise, uh, you can look to forces that are funding these uh, nefarious entities such as Soros and, and Klan. Um, you can also run on over to YouTube and check out uh, the 2019 Revolt Summit will tell you everything you need to know. It is featuring Candace Owens, um, Killer Mike, T.I., and Katrina Pearson of the Trump administration, um, who now heads up the Black Voices for Trump, engaging the black vote across America. Uh, it'll tell you everything you need to know about why your city might be under siege with regard to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so hopefully this will be a red pill moment for you and you can... Uh, have a better understanding of what's happening so that you don't succumb to the guilt forces that be. I watched a movie yesterday that you might find interest in. A uh, very disturbing movie, actually. Uh, a bit of foreshadowing, if you will, uh, titled Only. Uh, this was released in 2019. Uh, it is... Uh, Observer.com categorizes it as a polarizing film where a virus kills only women. Some of you men may be thinking, wow, finally, it's not just us. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, there is some type of a meteor shower that occurs and, um, and, and women are the target. Uh, what you see in that movie is extraordinarily disturbing. Uh, and I, my hat's off to the director. I wonder if she... Uh, knew um, what was coming because uh, what you see is what is happening now across the country with regard to masks uh, there were bounties put on women's heads in this movie um, especially women of child uh, birthing uh, age and it was eerie it was creepy it was scary uh, it's what I see happening now with lunatics who will look at you in the store and basically call um, you know, yell fire because you're not wearing a mask. I mean, it is the fear porn. It is hysteria beyond measure. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I personally don't live in that cloud of crazy. Uh, but many people do. And, and they're glued to their televisions. They believe that masks actually do help. Um, and I'm telling you, if, if you didn't think you would ever see, if you're a Christian and you understand the mark of the beast, if you, if you didn't ever think that you would see it in your lifetime with regard to having to uh, choose to go along with the system or not be able to eat, uh, I'm just going to tell you, I, the, these are the times. The, these are the times that we're living in where it's, you know, see something, say something, right? See something, say something. 
So we have so many choices to make. And, and I, I think what I want to impart to you today is that one of the choices that we're going to have to make for certain is whether or not we're going to worship fear or faith. And I realize that hope is not a strategy for many of you, but it should be if you call yourself a Christian, considering we worship the God of hope. The God of hope, which means that's his lineage, that's his character, that's his dominion, that's who he is, that's his state of being, is hope. Hopeful, hope against all hope, right? So I'm hoping that in light of whether or not you think you can get a fair shake uh, with regard to due process, that was the second part of my question on Twitter, do you believe in this era that, that you can get a fair shake at due process in your metropolitan areas if you are dealing with a judiciary filled with liberals and uh, black individuals who may or may not subscribe, well, who do subscribe to BLM? Unequivocally, my answer is no. In, in my surrounding counties, I know for a fact that you as a, me as a white person, and after what I've been through personally with a local district attorney, uh, because of my skin color, which was just recently uh, made very public and very obvious in the public eye, and she had no shame about it whatsoever, um, no qualms at all, stating very blatantly and arrogantly uh, where she stands on, quote, fake non-racist people who hide behind their dead spouses who are black and their black children um, as if we could still be bigots so this person could decide whether or not you know you are prosecuted whether and ultimately uh, there are people on the bench who decide whether or not you go to prison for the rest of your life and these people are incapable of acting without prejudice I am thoroughly convinced of it. You will not convince me otherwise. So I'm curious as to what you think about that. And, and if that doesn't really cause you, you know, pause, I, I'm just not sure what else can or will. This is why it's so important to understand who is sitting on your judiciary. So in my own precinct, um, I overheard grumblings of people who were voting who had no idea who the various judges were on their ballots. Um, th that is concerning. Uh, very concerning. Also, uh, you know, when, when you're going to accept, unless you want to accept defeat as a people with regard to your liberty and, and due process, you, you need to start focusing on candidates grooming your children now and grandchildren now for uh, the legal field uh, on a constitutional you know, preservation basis, right? Uh, kids who understand a little bit about civics and the like, history, economics, all of those factors would be very helpful. Um, but it's time to start grooming those folks now so that you have replacements, you have candidates on the ballot who are uh, committed to, who will not concede from our constitutional principles. But as of now, uh, that's not what I see lining our courts. And again, I live in a metropolitan area. I live in the city limits of Atlanta. So uh, my surrounding counties are not looking uh, favorable. And many people, many Republicans, conservatives are stepping down from the bench. They're stepping down 
period, because they're just throwing their hands in the air and, and, and accepting defeat on some level. Uh, it's very it's very concerning because what that tells me is that people are tired. Uh, people are looking at the giants over in the other land and saying, mm, "Not sure that those can those guys can be defeated." Uh, one of the reasons why I didn't support one of my uh, candidates here, who would was running for a congressional district, who uh, was running for Lucy McBath's seat, uh, was because she uh, essentially looked at the field and said it cannot be won by a conservative. And so I'm just going to go plow in another field, which is exactly what she's done. Um, that did not bode well with me. I, I do believe that she is a patriot, but it concerned me um, that you would look at the landscape and, and just ultimately decide that it cannot be won, which, in fact, I think if you were to look at the numbers in that particular district, you would see that it could, and especially by a female. Um, so interesting times ahead for sure. The Washington Redskins will no longer be called the Washington Redskins. They, too, have succumbed to the mob. How do you feel about that? I mean, now the Texas Rangers are uh, under fire. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself, where does it end? And, and I got to tell y'all, you know, this is another area where I feel like we just fail abysmally um, and mocking. You know, for so long, it is so far beyond most of our ability to understand how how pathetically demented some folks can be around the area of offense that we've chosen to mock things as opposed to taking the threat seriously. And, and you know, any good federal agent, any good state, you know, GBI agent here in Georgia will, and police officer, uh, you know, investigative uh, journalist even will tell you that there's a credible threat and there's a not credible threat, right? And I think for so long, we, we, we found certain threats to be so preposterous that, that someone could even think along those lines that we dismissed them in a spirit of mockery. And now it's coming back on our heads because while we were busy mocking and total disbelief and disregard and in a little bit of a tinge of arrogance, um, I, I think the enemy of liberty has been coalescing. Uh, he has been gaining momentum uh, through people who do believe they are marginalized, people who do believe that they are spiritual bastards, um, people who do believe that they are national bastards, people who do believe that um, they need a king to rule over them um, and that it should all be fair. Notice I didn't say equal. There's a difference between the spirit with which we're contending now um, and our founding father's uh, position. And to be uh, equal and to be fair are entirely two different precepts. And so what you're seeing is not a fight for equality. You're seeing a fight for, quote, fairness, which is why every time I hear the president, God bless him, say, well, that's just not fair. There's a part of me, the adult in me, rises up to say, well, Mr. President, not all things in life are fair. We know the media is one of them. I've certainly, I'm in media and I've been a total target of the media. So I get it. Um, no, it's not fair. If we're all sitting around waiting for fairness, you know, many of you are ticked off because Fox News is no longer fair and balanced. Well, did we really live with the misperception, misconception that it would be fair? Where is this sense of fairness, right? Equality is, is one thing, but that's not fair. 
is um, it's almost kind of a mantra of self-pity. And again, something my former, my late pastor used to teach us is that self-pity is the super glue to hell. Well, just think about where we're stuck in this nation. We have literally hijacked the entire nation and taken all of you from the South as the mothership all the way back to the cotton fields. Every last one of you are being hijacked right now. Your, 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 your uh, present and your immediate future has been hijacked. And how do I know it's working? Because of things exactly like this. The Washington Redskins are now capitulating. I mean, this is a sports team for the love of God. It's entertainment. It's not brain surgery. So you have to ask yourself, where does it end? Where does the societal eugenics end? Where does the thought death brigade end? I mean, you're literally being hauled off into psychological gas chambers. Do you understand that? I know that sounds so hyperbolic, but I live in this world of information and in people who give you information and I observe and I watch and it's not my career. It is part of my purpose. So this isn't hyperbole. It is what it is. You are being systematically shut down and it's been happening over years. This is not new because of BLM. This just happens to be a crescendo moment where we are about to go over the cliff, even with President Trump re-elected. The fact that we allowed the House to be taken back is just, it's an indictment on us as a people. I'm sorry, but it is. And when we're all standing in soup lines, uh, hopefully not my house, that, that is not what I'm setting my family up for. But, you know, when you're all, when, when it's all fair, there's that word again, for everyone. That's not fair. Well, you know what? I've lived a life that definitely should tell someone life is not fair. It's not fair that I lost my husband at 28 years of age to ALS. It's not fair that my daughter grew up without a father. It's not fair that I have been uh, unjustly um, you know, discriminated against for being a female in my own industry. It's not fair that I have been discriminated against for having a half black, half white child. Uh, it's not fair that my child was sick with a chronic illness for the majority of her life. You know, life isn't, it's not fair that I gain weight all over my body and not just, you know, a, a nice rounded hips and a teeny tiny waist. It's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. Life is not fair. But all things being equal, that is the beginning of sanity the beginning of sanity and the beginning of knowledge and wisdom is A, the fear of God and the reverence of God is what I mean by that. And, and, and how do we reverence God? By realizing that we were all created equal in his image, not George Washington's, not our founding fathers, in his image and likeness. I don't know why the church isn't teaching this more regularly, but they're not and it has cost us so much so i'm also seeing stories of nationalizing uh police 
uh, coming from the Soros camp and others. And, and I have to wonder, you know, where the dismantling uh, begin, where, where the dismantling ends with local law enforcement. This, too, should concern you, um, especially my libertarian brothers and sisters. I'm right there with you on this. My, follow, my uh, former colleague, Monica Perez, talks a lot about this um, in the, you know, in the wake of things like this and mass shootings and things that I, you know, call me a tinfoil hat wearer if you must, but I do believe that people are activated in this country uh, to carry out things at, at precise moments when it will have the most impact um, to inflame the already uh, ever lustful for the eradication of your liberties, beginning with your first and second amendments and fourth and others uh, and all of them actually um, to become ever more interdependent upon the state for fairness right it's not fair that that couple the McCloskeys who have now had their AR-15 confiscated by their local law enforcement agency it's not fair that uh, matter of fact to me it should be criminal Uh, It is insane, actually, that you have them on video protecting their own property. I don't know that he ever pointed the gun at someone, but even if he did, uh, if if I'm in my own lawn and someone has broken down a barrier to get to me and my house, my family, my dog, my loved ones, my turtle, my fish, my lizard, you know, even my cockroaches, whatever, you get the point. Um, I'm probably not going to be opposed to pointing a rifle at someone to say, get the off my property. I mean, you know, Hey, it it kind of reminds me, there's so many scenes in what we're dealing with right now that, that reminds me of lot, the story of lot in the Bible. I don't know if you recall that, but the story of lot goes a little something like this. Lot was contending with, and and many of you believe that it was because of homosexuality that Sodom and Gomorrah were were like wiped from the face of the earth uh, because God was like, hey, just find me one righteous person and I'll actually repent from my thought to just take man out at this point because, I mean, they're just vile. Um, But it wasn't just about homosexuality. You know what it was? And this should really scare the hell out of you, seriously. Um, It was because of the wrath and the violence. They were so violent that God looked down on his creation and went, all right, I'm done with this crap. Like, really? Enough. And he told Lot. And and Lot had, you know, the angels of the Lord who came to visit um, him. And the men stood outside of his door, banged on the door, and demanded with lust that he throw the angels out so that they could have their way with the angels and lot much to my what the hell was like um hey no take my daughters instead okay i don't get that which is probably why they ended up sleeping with him after they got him drunk after his wife turned into a pillar of salt i know it's it's it is really better than any daytime story you could ever sign up for so but and that's what got me hooked quite honestly was i'm like who the hell are these people (laughs) Like, wow, I thought we had it bad in our generation. But when I first, you know, came to the scriptures and they just opened up for me, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, But Lot contended with a mob outside of his door. And he was like, okay, fine, just take my daughters, just not the angels of the Lord, right? Just leave them alone because that is a true abomination. Here, I'll sacrifice my kids. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't want the girls. We want the men. Okay. 
that's what this whole generation reminds me of. It's just a lustful mob of, no, you're going to capitulate. No, you're going to give up the Redskins name. No, you can't be the Atlanta Braves. No, you can't be the Texas Rangers. No, you can't say that. You can't think that. You can't feel that. You can't look that way. You can't wear that. You can't not wear that. You can't have a weapon. You can have a weapon, but it's only the weapon we tell you, and you can only use it whenever we prescribe it. I mean, this is the mob mentality that we live under currently. And where, where do we go from here? That's the question of the day. Some of you still believe that President Trump will save the country with another election. I'm telling you to hold on to your britches. On the night of his election, you're probably not going to want to be in a metropolitan area at all. It's going to be ugly. So I think of lot during these times. But think of the McCloskeys. Think of them. And, and the fact that their own weapon used to protect themselves was uh, was apprehended by local authorities. So Soros and gang want to nationalize police. Now, if you want to make a correlation here between Brexit, for some of you are like, what's the big deal? Why do you know? Why does why does the UK want to get out of? Um, what's the big deal about Brexit? You know, and it's going to crush the economy. I've had so many arguments over this with my buddies who are way smarter than I am on these issues, especially all things geography and you know. Uh, ancient history of the economic system of Europe um, but my family's German and, and they're also Greek and so I have real-time information coming out plus I can actually use my two eyes to see what's happening and ultimately the goal of the European Union was to nationalize a militia now that's a little less like being a sovereign nation a national militia is a little less like, and when I say militia, militia, I'm talking about a national police force. I'm not talking about our armed services. I'm talking about a nationalized police force, right? And think about the consequences of that. Your sovereignty as states are essentially disintegrated. They're gone, evaporated, eviscerated, out of here, done. I mean, so much for that. States' rights out the window. So, but you have a group of folks who are actually pushing for that. I want you to think about that. That too is something to keep your eyes open for. What are you, what are you doing if your city councils are preparing to defund your police departments? I heard from a gentleman just last evening with NYPD who is, who is a detective unit who is uh, retiring early, has uh, over 30 years in. And is retiring early because he just can't take it anymore. And the morale, hopefully I'll be able to get on with their uh, the head of their union, which is an interview that I'm currently setting up. Um, but the morale is so low that they, and I don't blame them. Wh why would you go to work? What exactly are you enforcing? de Blasio, Cuomo, no one's enforcing the actual law. They're dismantling it right before your eyes. So how does this man, how does he even, how does he even live and breathe and move and have his being at this point as a leader in New York? How, how is that possible? Why is he not just a private citizen, you know, out in retirementville? I, I don't understand why New Yorkers would continue to elect something. And maybe that's what it's going to take. And you know what, folks, sometimes that is exactly what it takes. Is you, you have to get to the bottom. You have to burn your hands so badly that you say, mm -mm, no more, this isn't working for us. I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to live in this city anymore. 
it's not our I'll tell you this I will not return to New York anytime soon probably for a number of years as long as he is the mayor of that city I will not return to New York City unless I had to go in do a segment and get out but uh, as far as spending my hard-earned money there nah I'm good so I don't even spend it in my own city, for the love of God. I live on the border of one city, and I live right in between two cities. And because of our mask debacle, um, our mandatory mask issuance, which has uh, zero staying power as it relates to the governor's executive order, um, but try telling that to a spirit of Jezebel. So, and, and store owners and people in stores look at you like you have the plague and want to call the police because you're not wearing a mask. So I just choose to take my money and go somewhere else. I patronize other stores. I buy things online. How sad is that? That now we avoid each other. There's some type of camaraderie. Think about that word. We're comrades around face masks I want to wear a face mask that says this is stupid face masks are stupid face masks are dumb face masks are brainwashing face masks are so 1984 there you go somebody print that but I don't wear a face mask so unless I go get my nails done and I'm just not going to do without those but um that's where we are horrible stuff I have to say that probably the highlight of my weekend was um, realizing that the uh, the leaders of uh, Minneapolis, governor of, of Minnesota, asked for uh, for money, basically reparations, if you ask me, to put um, their city back together, uh, cities back together again. Um, and the president said no. And in my state, my statement from the beginning was, if you burn it, you rebuild it. If you allow people to act like animals, then you contend with the fallout, which means that you get to look like downtown Detroit. Well, Detroit, downtown Detroit's not so bad anymore, but there are certain areas of Detroit that are completely just dead, devoid of any form of life or, uh, or economic recovery. So I say you burn it to the ground, you get to rebuild it. And if you don't rebuild it, then that's just the shithole you get to live in. So, I mean, you know, I don't know, call me pragmatic, but I'm very, very grateful that the president decided to uh, say, no, I don't think so. No, we're just not going to do that. And hopefully he will stand his ground. Not really sure what the hoopla is around DACA. I know that he was uh, quoted on Telemundo. He was captured as saying that he was going to provide a path to citizenship. I'm curious. What do you all feel about that? I'm not in favor of that. I understand that many of you are just like, screw it, just do it. And let's get on with it and not allow them in again. But that's not really the answer. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like saying, well... You know, and I know some of my elected officials believe, well, the baby's already been born, and what do you do? Um, well, the baby was birthed here, many of them actually, um, e- illegally, in an illegal executive order. I understand the president keeps saying that the Supreme Court has given him full executive authority to be able to make this decision. Uh, other than posturing for the Democrats because he realized that, you know, if it goes back through Congress, they will once again say no, which they did all of last year, um, say no to every possible thing that the president has thrown across their desks to say, hey, let's move DACA through. 
um, they're not buying it, which should tell every Democrat something. But if this is, you know, in, in some kind of form to unify a Hispanic base, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just at a point in my patriotism and my citizenship with an immigrant mother straight off the boat from Germany who still, um, you know, talks about what it took for her to come over here um, and pay taxes and pay into a system that she is now uh, able to tap into as a retired woman. Um, she is still not a full-fledged citizen of this country. So she still lives in some form of fear that, um, you know, she would be, she would be deported, um, at 77 years of age. Uh, she's a German citizen, married my father after years of being here, but, you know, got in line to come here and goes, you know, back to her attorney every three to five years to ensure that she's still legal. So no, I have very, I have no sympathy for people who were brought over here illegally. Um, I don't really have a mercy stick for that. I just don't because there are too many children in my own city who do not have access to, and by virtue of just crappy leaders, quite honestly, who do not have access to the same type of funding that I'm paying for for illegal children. We have a representative right here in the studio of Georgia right now who's pounding sand because illegal, illegal, not undocumented, illegal um, children will have access to in-state tuition. And he's pounding sand because kids from out of state um, you know, want the same type of access as American citizens. And you have to ask yourself, how did we get here? I mean, he thinks that, here we go again, here's the word, you ready? What's the word of the day, folks? Fair. He thinks that's unfair. It's unfair that illegals should have access uh, and basically over, um, over uh, get in front of the line of, of students, you know, who are American citizens who happen to live outside of the respective state of the college or university they'd like to go to. I'm going to leave you with this closing thought and question to ponder. Um, what are you going to do with your kids this fall? Across the country, I know that people are opening up at different times and different intervals and different methods. Here in the state of Georgia, it's the same thing. You can either, most counties are giving you the choice of either schooling at home um, or sending them into a classroom, what are you going to do? What have, what have you chosen to do as a family? And why in hell would you send your children back to the, uh, the thought factories? Why would you do that? If they're on TikTok, they're already watching you just one abominable thing after another rooted in complete lies and abject heresy, political and national heresy. So why would you send them back into the killing fields? Again, not hyperbolic, very serious. Why would you do that? Knowing that your schools are going to be the hotbed incubators of all incubation for BLM. Every single school board in the state of Georgia, in metropolitan area, I'll give you that, around metropolitan Atlanta is already coalescing around race basically indoctrination so that no one feels that's unfair no one feels left out right but someone when you're when you're in pursuit of fairness to make things fair someone's going to get the short end of the stick why don't you just make it equal and may the best man or or female you know win if win is even the operative word i mean win in the sense of seize their opportunity before them.
that's fairness. Fairness is giving equal opportunity. Not everyone has equal opportunity either. I'll give you that. I understand that. But it is not a systemic issue in this country. It is a cultural issue in this country. And I'm not to blame for it. And if you're white, you're not either. So do the world a favor and put down your bags on a little guilt trip you've possibly been on for the past six weeks of your life and refuse to pick them back up another day. Until tomorrow, you can find me at Monica On Air Talk, the Monica Matthews on Facebook, Monica On Air Talk on Twitter. Uh, many of you are just now figuring out that I'm no longer on Sundays. <laughs> And I do appreciate you, but I'm no longer on WSB radio here out of Atlanta. I am on, uh, I'm on my own airwaves, Clear Talk Media. And picking up speed and momentum and bringing my uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday live broadcasts to you. You'll be able to see me. I can talk to you, be able to take your calls. It'll be awesome. Uh, I'll live stream those events and look forward to meeting you um, daily. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The other days, my podcast will be up as well. And uh, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's keep each other informed. Um, I enjoy hearing from you. I enjoy hearing about what's going on in your lives, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. Um, It's okay to feel during these times something other than anger. It's okay to be grieved. It's okay to be sad that our way of life as we've known it is no longer. I don't know that it will ever go back to the way that it was after this hijacking of our collective psyche as an an American nation. Okay, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.